Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello, I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and I'd like to give you a big welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the Nordic Walking community. Here we talk to experts and learn about the benefits of walking in general and Nordic walking in particular, as well as other great tips for well-being and improved health. Today I'm talking to Joe Myrora. He spent 20 years working as a mental health practitioner, first in hospitals, but mostly leading community and social care teams. In 2004, he joined the Department of Health, where he was responsible for implementing the Mental Health National Strategy for the Midlands region, before setting up his own business in 2008 as coach, mentor and consultant to other self-employed business owners in the health and social care sector. 
A qualified Nordic walking instructor based in Derbyshire, he recognises the physical and mental health benefits of Nordic walking and is passionate about helping individuals enhance their all-round well-being and health. He himself has competed at national-level Nordic walking events, winning an award or two. It is a well-known fact that one in four people experience a mental health problem of some kind each year in England. The pandemic has made life harder for so many people in so many ways that public services expect those statistics to worsen in the next few years. In this interview, Joe explains how Nordic walking can promote well-being and prevent mental health problems from taking hold. Welcome, Joe, to the Walking On Air podcast. It's lovely to have you with us today. I want to start off by asking you what role exercise plays in your life and in particular Nordic walking. I've always kind of been, been involved in exercise, whether it's formally or informally. It begins from my childhood. You know, I, I spent most of my time outside playing football made out of banana leaves and uh, playing after school and playing with my friends and um, was involved in my school, my whole schooling life from primary school to um, secondary school to high school in formal sports. So exercise has kind of been very much part of my life, really. But as I've grown older, I think when I left kind of formal education and began the world of work, I made a decision to incorporate exercise as part of my daily life. And that was a conscious decision. Exercise is important for me, especially as I got older, just to make sure that um, it allows me time to relax, funny enough. Yeah. Um, Actually, it allows me time to think. I do a lot of my thinking time when I'm involved in physical exercise. And then uh, when I came to Nordic walking... Um, yes, I'd like to hear about how you heard about Nordic walking and what your first taster was like. Well, actually, I was, in, I was working in Wales, in South Wales. And so me and my wife, Maggie, uh, kind of wanted to put out some time specifically just for ourselves. And so we decided that on a Saturday morning, we'll do something specific. About a month after I started my project in Wales, Maggie said, well, actually, I've, I've taken a, a session on Nordic walking, and I, it looks quite nice. So why don't we do that together on a Saturday morning? So I said, well, fair enough, let's do that. And off I trot for my um, introductory session with Catherine, the national, national coach for Nordic walking, British not, British not walking. And as soon as I held the poles, I thought something felt familiar. Um, and then when she started walking, I thought this rhythm feels familiar. And I asked her after about five minutes, this feels a bit like doing cross-country skiing. <laughs> <laughs> so were you a cross-country skier already? Yes, I did some cross-country skiing as well as a student in Switzerland. I thought, well, this, this feels a bit like uh, cross-country skiing, Catherine. And she says to me, yes, it's an off-season exercise for cross, formal, you know, competitive cross-country skiers. I fell in love with it there and then because I used to love cross-country skiing. So that's really how I fell into Nordic walking. And so what then made you think, right, this is the sport I want to train as, in as an instructor? So I kind of went for our normal weekly group walking and uh, I kind of read a bit more about Nordic walking and we get to know the sports and what it was about and the origins of it because I'm that way inclined. The reason I um, 
I wanted to be an instructor is one, to be better at it, funny enough, because when I'm doing something, I like to do it well. And I immediately saw the opportunity to be able to use that as a means for really consolidating my exercise because it was an exercise for the whole body. As a clinician, exercise was an important part of uh, the care we provided for people in hospital or in the community. So I thought actually, this actually might link in with my thought about setting up a group, working with people with mental health problems, living in the community, just using exercise as a vehicle for their to, to kind of sustain their mental well-being. I hadn't set up the group then. I still haven't set it up, but um, that was kind of the, the starting point of it. But then the other thing was, Catherine said something about it would be good to be part and parcel of a, an instructor in the East Midlands region because sometimes Catherine is not available and other people are not available to lead the classes. Therefore, having another, another uh, pair of hands was good. So I thought, well, why not? That's a good reason enough. And it was literally about three weeks after that, I took my, I led my first class because Catherine wasn't available. <laughs> and uh, then I've obviously trained people on and off. And then I got involved in the national challenges. What are the main benefits that you have found personally that you gained from Nordic walking? I can put on kind of in three major compartments, if I may use that word. Yeah. One, it is, it's the total body exercise. You're using every limb in your body the way it's supposed to be used. You're exercising literally every single muscle in your body. And what's really interesting is the fact that uh, I'm doing that correctly. When I went into training, getting the skill correct was really important because likely you get the full benefit of it. So that was kind of the first thing about the, the total body exercise. The second bit was about endurance yes exercise in really um training you to endure consistent high impact exercise and i find that beneficial thirdly it gave me the time to think and this one was really really important because when i'm working on my own or we are mainly in nature when i'm working in the groups and even within that there was there was a sense of um almost a spiritual experience to it. Yeah. And I that think was, being in nature gives that to you, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of the, the energy in nature itself that um, you kind of lock into. And then there's the silence. It's a wonderful way of relaxing. You almost get in contact with almost your spiritual side. It's almost a, a spiritual experience because there's just that calmness and silence and um, the interesting thing is you can actually feel it in your body so you're a little bit like William Wordsworth in that sense not that he had Nordic walking poles but he walked and got in touch with nature and that helped him get in touch with the spiritual side of his um, nature very much so I, I didn't become a poet like him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's to come. It's almost a spiritual relaxation. It's a total body relaxation. Your mind is at peace and your whole body is just um, relaxed, calm. And I find that calmness really, really important. And when I'm calm, I think a lot. 
And as I say, when I want to think about things, or I just want to let my mind wander, I find Nordic walking really, really helpful. And I suppose there's a fourth bit, which is, um, I don't want to call it the social side because I think that kind of make, makes it sound a bit too flippant. I think it's a, there's a sense of a connection. Yes. Nordic walking allows you to connect with each other. Although you don't have conversation with somebody for, for more than five minutes because then you pick up somebody else, there is this almost natural segueing from one conversation to another and I find that uh, the more that I've walked with my group, the more we talk about ourselves and important aspects of our lives. I've also, um, uh, when I've been giving introductory classes, I've worked with, the, with carers of people with mental health problems. I've talked with carers of uh, older people. I remember particularly one guy. I don't know how we broke into the conversation. I just said, you know what, Joe? I find this really helpful. This is time for myself. Yeah. And I said, oh, um, that sounds interesting. I said, I'm the main carer for my dad. And just having this, this hour and a half for myself refreshes me, rejuvenates me, and uh, I feel in total connection. And by the fourth session, I was talking to him about some of his frustrations and some of his... Um, anxiety about his feelings, resentment, but at the same time, the need to care. And it just came naturally. I suppose that's the mental health side of it, that actually he felt trustworthy enough to be able to share with me part of his life. Yeah. And it just automatically created a sense of trust and connection. What other benefits do you see in your clients for, that they gain from Nordic walking? I think it's almost a sense of relief when people get it, it's exercise and it doesn't feel like I'm going to the gym. Yes. But it's also exercise that, um, as I say, comes naturally because walking is what you do naturally. Secondly, you are exercising. You're not um, running on treadmills. You're actually exercising in nature. You are exercising with other people. That's a, that's a theme that has come up quite a lot about being in a social setting. I get a big sense of belonging. The students have helped in groups, but also the group that I'm part of, there's a, a very strong sense of belonging. Yes. And what's really interesting is uh, when people have achieved an element of improvement, say they've lost a bit of weight or they're actually feeling energized, you can almost see people's confidence just coming out of them. In one of our groups, there were two, three women who were really quiet and didn't say much, but actually enjoyed being there. And after about, when I'd been with them for about two months, they were completely unrecognizable. Because all of a sudden, they, they felt comfortable to talk, they felt comfortable to uh, open up, and uh, to really feel part of the group. I suppose that was even helped because at the end of our formal work, we usually go for a coffee together and uh, we have a, a special moment where we, we meet together and have a good warm scone with coffee and after the, after the event. And That's the best bit. <laughs> that is the highlight of our work. And it's really interesting how not being able to do that, especially during the lockdown, was something really, really important for some people. Mm. It's really interesting. It's something people look forward to. Um, 
Yeah, and for me, uh, it also kind of links in with my my commitment to my health and well-being. So, how important is Nordic walking for mood, happiness, and mental health generally? Would you say uh, critical? I'd say absolutely essential. Now, I need to be careful. I, I kind of need to make a distinction here. When I'm talking about mental health, I'm not talking about clinically diagnosed illness. I'm talking about mental health, not mental illness. Yes. So it's prevention. It's looking after yeah. ourselves. It's about prevention. So I'm talking about actually avoiding coming to a point where you become clinically, mentally unwell. So being able to relax is really important. The exercise, you know, generates your endorphins and all that kind of stuff. It releases energy. It releases anxiety. It uh, deals with stress. It allows you to talk. It puts you in contact with your feelings, whether you are actually voicing them or experiencing them when you're walking on your own. And all that kind of brings you down to equilibrium. And really mental well-being or mental health is about equilibrium. Yeah. We are three-pronged beings. There's the physical side of us, which noted walking feeds in terms of physical exercise. There is the uh, mind side of us, which because of the endorphins and the way the brain works, sends messages to our, to, to our brains, which actually helps the brain to relax, oxygen to the brain, oxygen to the lungs, and all that. And then I think there's the soul side of us, call it, call it what you want, well, spiritual, soul, I don't know. But there's a third side to us, and it almost seems to give life force to that. And I think that's the bit that actually brings out our connection with nature, because... Um, as I said, it's going to sound a bit woo-woo. And you're actually locking into the vibration of nature. Our mental well-being affects our emotions, our feelings, and our thoughts. And Nordic walking almost touches on all those three areas. That's our physical body, our emotional body, and our psychological mind-body. That's why it's, it's an absolute gem for really promoting mental well-being. And has it helped you personally through lockdown? Yes, yes, absolutely. If I'm feeling a bit, you know, I'm feeling a bit tired in the brain, the best exercise I can do is have a 10, 15 power Nordic walk and I'm refreshed. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about competitive Nordic walking because you have been very successful in that, I believe. Yes, I won a couple of awards. I actually do miss it. Um, it's competitive, but it's not nasty competitive. It's more challenging yourself how good you can be. You're kind of competing with yourself alongside other people. But it's a happy competition. I mean, even when you kind of want to finish, you're kind of laughing as you're competing with each other to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds very supportive. It is. It's, it is a wonderful exercise. Yeah. I want to ask you, with your years of experience uh, working within mental health and now your experience of teaching Nordic walking, what is your top technique for helping people improve their mental health while Nordic walking? This is going to sound strange, but uh, I hope it makes sense. It is taking the human being and inviting them to exercise rather than focusing on they have got 
some mental health concerns and they are coming to Nordic Walk. I kind of do it in reverse. It is you, John or Jane or whoever, and uh, we're going to have an exercise today and take away the focus on what's wrong with me. That's absolutely critical because I'm, I'm inviting the person to move away from their mind and focus on their body and soul, so to speak. Yeah. Because the mind is concentrating on, I feel stressed or, uh, you know, I suffer from depression and focus on actually, this is wonderful to be out here today. Forget about what you're not able to do, you're here now. Yeah. Just by doing that, it gets people out of their heads and into their kind of physical self uh, and it kind of disconnects with what's wrong with actually I'm enjoying this yeah that kind of approach has always been kind of fundamental as a clinician because my first uh, starting point was there is a human being in front of me and that's the person I need to address and I find that's a very powerful way of using Nordic walking as a, uh, a means to uh, enhancing mental well-being and I'm sure I sustain my own mental well-being by by doing that myself it's actually quite therapeutic yes well exercise is therapeutic so post-pandemic if somebody's umming and ahhing about whether to try Nordic walking or not what would you say to them do it (laughs) absolutely do it I would actually start by saying do something different but actually it is about enabling you to work a lot more effectively and get the benefits out of it. But actually I've got um, a way of enabling you to work like you were meant to do. And it is based on science. It's based on exactly how your body is supposed to, to function. And that's the beauty of it. It's a wonderful total body exercise. If you can identify what you want from exercise, then actually we can use the Nordic walking to help to enable you to, to achieve that. That's fantastic. And on that note, Joe, I'd really like to thank you for joining us today on Walking On Air and sharing your expertise, particularly in the field of mental health and the benefit that Nordic walking can have on mental health. So thank you very much for being here today. Thanks, Mary. That's it. It's a pleasure and it's a privilege to speak to you. My thanks to Joe Myrora for sharing his wisdom with the Nordic walking community gleaned from years working as a mental health clinician. I really hope that you enjoyed Walking On Air and that it has inspired you to get outside. If you have any questions about Nordic walking or a story that you want to share, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and if you have enjoyed doing so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, and hit the subscribe button. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. Do join me next week. And finally, before I go... I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.